This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Good afternoon. It is our Open Lines, Open Ideas program here on KGMI. Great to have you with us and hope you'll join us. 360-676-5464 is the phone number. Whatever's on your mind, we do want to hear from you. And the last 747 takes to the skies. Never did get a chance to fly on one. I always wanted to. I never did. And probably won't now. I guess there are just some uh, airlines some from other countries that are still flying the 747. I don't think any U.S. carriers are still flying it. But we move, on, move forward, I guess. Interesting bills being discussed down in uh, Olympia. One would uh, bar pet stores from selling dogs or cats for profit. I guess some of these pet stores, likely not all, but some really mark these little animals up. And then uh, they have pretty outrageous uh, financing for people who fall in love with an animal and have to have it and can't afford to pay the full bill. I saw one story about... um, a woman who bought a chihuahua at a uh, pet store down, I guess, I think it was in Puyallup. And the, the chihuahua cost $4,600 up front, which is a lot of money. I, you know, I, I've you know, paid much less for cars in my day. But, you know, like I said, you fall in love with the animal, you got to have it. But uh, she couldn't pay the whole bill up front. She financed it. And with financing, it brought the total bill to over $14,000. Just mind-blowing. But uh, should pet stores be allowed to sell dogs and cats for a profit? It kind of makes sense that they, at least at that exorbitant, uh, those exorbitant prices, maybe not. But uh, but uh, what is on your mind? That's what our show is all about. And we start with our friend John in Ferndale. Hi, John. <laughs> hey, Joe. Yeah, I, I wish people would uh, go to the Humane Society and just adopt a dog or a cat. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, uh, when I was a kid, my mom had this side business of raising poodles. Oh, really? Toy and toy and teacup size poodles. Uh-huh. And, you know, the, the, the litters would come and go and you'd fall in love with them. And then, you know, but they were, they were rare and, uh, bred for size and, all that stuff, but oh uh, boy, yeah, I don't think you, you you can't say oh you 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 can't turn a profit at this business. But I mean, if no, you know, like, uh, and the bill, the, as I understand it, the bill would not it wouldn't keep uh, breeders from you know as long as they they do it humanely, it wouldn't keep breeders from you know from raising you know specific breeds and then marketing them, and that's what it would would encourage. Actually, as I understand, would encourage people to buy these animals directly from the breeder rather than going through this, you know, a middleman kind of a situation that really bumps up the price. But yeah. but that that predatory lending kind of model that they yeah. that they've uh, that, that doesn't surprise me that they they've transferred over you fall in love with this cute cute little mm. little thing yeah. and you gotta have it. And it's like just go to the Humane Society. You'll feel a lot better. There's so many animals that that need homes that are just as cute. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I wanted I wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, I want to thank you uh, for your live on air corrections. Um, you and I were talking about. Well, I was going on about how when we work with our NATO allies, right, in conjunction with them, they help stabilize us and keep us from our worst tendencies like the Iraq war, right, versus Afghanistan. Uh-huh. I wasn't sure on how many people or how many countries were with us, but you corrected me live on air, and I thank you for that. Now, my good friend Rich, yesterday with uh, trying to justify Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, Will Smith himself says he was wrong to do that. He's one of these actors. He was in his head for King Ralph, this role uh, where he's the uh, the father of the, the two uh, famous tennis players, right? And, you know, his, his wife, you see, the thing is, Rich, you're, you're you know, he, he, he wasn't defending 
his wife's honor. His wife has no honor. Jada Pinkett Smith went on this show that everyone just, oh, cringed and looked away. It was called Red Table Talk. And poor Will Smith, I mean, she's like, you know, early in the morning with a video camera in his face, he's like, honey, I haven't even brushed my teeth yet. And she's trying, she's confronting him over something. So on this stupid show, she brings on her young lover that she admits that she's fooling around with this guy, huh. doesn't really know why. And, and like, and he's still married to her because he loves her and they have kids. She's disrespected him in every single way possible and rich. She's turned her heart away from the love of Christ. She's got those kids involved in Scientology, right? And her, her you know, she even had, like, her and Will had, like, a private school that was teaching the Scientology method. So it's like you're, you're defending, you know, this, like, not only did he uh, denounce, I'm talking Will, Will Smith, say he was absolutely wrong to do that, but his, his, his wife has no honor. She's a horrible person. Well, uh, I... she's jealous of, of Will Smith's career. She's a bad actress. She's got, you well... know, and the, the thing is, what was the joke that got her so offended? He compared her, and I don't think Rich has seen uh, Black Panther. Maybe he has, but it's a movie with black people in it and a black superhero in Africa in uh, a well... fictional country called Wakanda. And this there's there's a bunch of uh, characters in the film that are female warriors that are bald. And so he compared her, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett, he compared her to a warrior princess kind of thing. It was a compliment. Be, be, you know, he didn't know well, she had alopecia. That had just come out about, oh, she lost her. So anyway, when you, I know way too much about all this stuff. And it's like, you know... He tell you to absorb violence. a lot of detail, but I have to correct you violence on one thing. Is not the way because Chris Rock you can't just be you can't have a civil society. Go ahead. Uh, okay, but Chris Rock referred to G.I. Jane, which was uh, uh, Demi Moore, a movie about uh, she was, I believe, a, a a marine recruit. I I I never saw the I never saw the movie. It was it was a back great in the nineties, I think. Yeah, that but was it, a great movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. G.I. Jane. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, and where she but, shattered I mean, shaved head and all that stuff. But, uh, okay, John, but well, I don't know about... him <laughs> okay, but live know. on the air, when you, when you corrected Rich, you know, about this, you know, the things he wants to believe that the police department is hiring criminals, they've lowered the standards so low, right? No, they just said you don't have to have these college credits and, and d- degrees to be a, a police officer. But... People should check out Ithaca, New York. The mayor of Ithaca has a hiring policy now. They haven't had any incidents of police violence. They do psychometric screening where they have these candidates and they go through their background, make sure they haven't had any violent, you know, incidences in other in other police departments before they hire them. But they have them on a lie detector and they ask them questions and they, they find out why do you want to be a police officer? And if it's to have power over people, then you yeah. don't get the job. Okay. If it's to serve and protect. But Ithaca, New York, check out that story. That's that's the future of policing. All right. Thanks, John. And uh, Bellingham now has a, a policy of uh, not requiring an associate's degree or higher for uh, someone who is applying to be a police officer. And um, uh, just simply having a degree does – I don't know that that makes you more qualified or – uh, more trainable, or someone who can uh, per- perform better as an officer. Let's go to uh, Randy in Bellingham. Hi, Randy. Hey, Joe. Uh, I'm glad they're sending the tanks to uh, Ukraine finally, but I think it's going to be a case of too little too late. I mean, sometime within the next three to four weeks, it's pretty common knowledge that Putin's going to launch a two-front, I feel, he's going to launch an offensive, but I think it's going to be a two-front offensive from the east and then also coming back down from uh, Belarus. And, uh, you know, I think he's learned a lesson. And this last year has just been a holding pattern that gave him a chance to build up his forces and his equipment and so on and so forth and training. And he's not going to make the same mistake this time. 
Uh, now, back to the tanks, uh, I think the U.S. was right to say to hold back on the Abrams because you got a very sophisticated tank that runs on jet fuel, fuel that I would think uh, requires a supply chain and, and, uh, and well-trained crew to, to maintain it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in my mind, they should send them all those German tanks. I think they're the Leopards that are in Europe already. Send all those. Just send them one type of tank and then the crews to maintain them. Uh, What they're doing now is the way I understand it, what I read about it last time, is they're sending like four different type of tanks, four different kinds. And, uh, you know, in my mind, these tanks nowadays are very sophisticated weapons, and I would assume that they all require a supply chain of uh, ammunition, parts, and Mm -hmm. crews to maintain them, just like we have for our aircraft. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that was the big sticking point and how they're going to get around that. Maybe they figure that, what are they sending, 31 of these Abrams tanks? So maybe they figure with that number, they'll be able to keep them running. And But yeah, that's just, I, I, I don't know how that's going to work. But Yeah, I, I don't guess. know. I'm, what I'm hoping is that we have a, a tank crew vet or a military vet in our listening audience that can call in and give us more information or maybe correct me if I'm wrong. I know we've got to have some guy out there that's listening that has some kind of experience in this, in the maintenance of the tanks or just mm-hmm. in the tank crew or or uh, or something, you know. But, uh, you know, I guess what I'm thinking is, you know, I'm hoping, what I'm hoping is that they've, undercover or otherwise not publicizing it to Putin, that they've been already training uh, tank crews, you know, in neighboring countries like Poland and getting ready for this training uh, Ukrainian tank crews. I hope that this is just not off the cuff. Mm -hmm. I hope we've been getting ready for this for the past six months. Or year, yeah. Like I'd like be really say, disappointed if they started turning over these tanks to to uh, green crews, and yeah, and then have them uh, destroyed in relatively short order. But all right, Randy. Well, yeah, you know, we got to think about that because you know everybody, you know, people don't want to send help to to Zelensky and the Ukrainians. But what are we going to do if they lose in this offensive? And it's going to happen. And and unless, uh, you know, unless we jump in there, I, I mean, we've got to look at it this way. What are we going to do if Ukraine loses, which is highly possible? Because right now they're all in the east trying to defend that area. Mm-hmm. And if they get a two-front war, it's the same thing that Germany had in World War II. It's going to be hard, and yeah. they could very well lose. Exactly, so, and that presents a, a whole new, uh, well, opens a whole new can of worms for the United States and NATO. But, uh, we'll even right. have bigger problems, you know. And you know, yeah. my viewpoint is we ought to just jump in there and get it over with. But all that's right, all I got. <laughs> Thanks for your call. We'll take a quick break. We got Rich, we got Robert, and uh, we'll hopefully have you on the line. 360-676-5464. Where do you go to find the best steakhouse between Seattle and Vancouver, B.C.? Northwest Washington's famed steakhouse at Silver Reef is the place for award-winning, unforgettable fine dining. Savor our Northwest Source dry-aged USDA prime steaks. Finished to perfection in our 1,800-degree broiler. Immerse yourself in world-class elegance. Browse our award-winning wine and spirit list while our attentive staff help to create lasting memories reservations are recommended through silverreefcasino.com or by calling silver reef casino resort at silver reef casino resort we've got that escape the hustle and bustle of the city and get ready for a fun and relaxation filled getaway luxury hotel rooms yep championship golf Mm-hmm. top rated casino with all the best slots and table games yes and yes World-class dining at the region's best and Wine Spectator award-winning steakhouse? Yes, please. The total package is only missing one thing. You. Silver Reef Casino Resort. Located off I-5, exit 260. We've got that. COVID-19 has tested our communities in unthinkable ways. In the face of crisis, Puget Sound Energy has given over $18 million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic. And together with PSE Foundation, gave $4 million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSE continues to lead on clean energy with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together, we're creating a clean energy future for all. 
Learn more at psc.com slash together. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's go right back to the phones. And Rich in Ferndale is on. Hi, Rich. How's it going today, Joe? Doing well. Yeah, Randy had it pretty well spot on. You know, it, I don't know if this is going to end well one way or the other. And we've let it. The United Nations, along with the United States, have allowed this to keep going. We have the ability to have squashed it very quickly, but we have no political will to do that. We're going to spend lots of money, and we're going to make the weapons manufacturers filthy rich, and innocent Ukrainians are constantly dying, and we're okay with that somehow because we're not really – we're kind of helping, but not really – and you say, well, we don't want to get involved. Well, that's true. We don't want to get involved. However, is a, a U.S. service person's life worth more than a Ukrainian civilian's life? That's the question we need to ask ourselves. Why is it okay that innocent Ukrainians keep dying when we don't help them? You know, like real help, well, like the help that's effective. I, 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 that's a, that's, it's, I it's, mean, a, it's a moral question. I'm sure, but I, I mean, it's, we life, weren't right? directly attacked in, in this, and it's not. And we're and you know, uh, Ukraine isn't a member of NATO. Uh, we are not They've sworn to, to defend NATO as part of a treaty. Uh, as we part of a treaty, to, uh, we have promised to protect their borders many times over in many deals in the '90s, like six times over. We signed a piece of paper saying, "If you get rid of your nukes, we will physically protect." the sovereignty of your borders that's i've read some of them but it wasn't just it was uh, yeah but it it was always it was also an agreement that was part of that russia was part of as well so that means we get to break our end if if russia breaks its end well i i i guess i have to dispute your your idea that that we could have quickly and easily stopped this from why not uh, we got the most sophisticated army on the planet everything satellites the whole deal do you think that would have made sense for us to to for us to get into an armed conflict with russia i did would it make sense for joe after after pearl harbor did it make sense for us to get in yes well, because now, we were directly, we but it took a direct attack on the United right. States by a foreign country for us to get involved in that war. But two years prior to that, we knew what was happening, and we did nothing. Right. We stayed out of it as long as possible. Right. So the staying out of it is kind of a moot point, because when you let this continue, 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 there will be a point where we're drawn into it. It just, you know, I mean, why would well, Putin that, stop? The goal He's is to, to not, to, is to avoid that. And I, I don't <laughs> think that's a, a done deal, that we will be drawn into it militarily, directly drawn into it. Um, there is that always that chance, but um, I, I, I don't know that us confronting Russia, two nuclear powers directly badly, and I don't, as I understand, I don't think any two nuclear powers have ever directly been in a no, conflict other than maybe Pakistan and India. So um, wouldn't that work both ways? If if we decided to go against him, he would say, well, I'm not going to stop the United States because they have nukes too. We're assuming that he will nuke us, and he's not assuming we won't nuke him. I mean, it, it, doing yeah, nothing but, but we kind of also assume that he's nuts and that he'll do anything to maintain power. And, and right. uh, I mean, look at how but he's he sacrificing his own people in this campaign. And so why didn't we try to – why didn't the United Nations, with our help, put troops in Ukraine and just have our own exercises? I mean, this went on for – before Russia invaded, this weird stuff went on for a year. So smart people should have done something in that year's time, but they didn't. They just, oh, it's nothing, oh, it's nothing, oh, it's nothing, until it happened, oh, it's nothing. And here we are. It was nothing. We knew that there was something ominous on the horizon, but then I, I guess the, the debate is what do we do about this? And – it's not something that's just discussed in the in the White House. You know, this has been uh, played over and over in the Pentagon and, and talked about there. And how should we respond? 
those people are involved in all this too. I think we have to understand. And oh yeah, uh, maybe there's more too we don't know about. Yeah. But it, it seems like we know most of the things. It's like we're Russia is playing chicken with us, and we're the ones blinking, and he's just pedal to the metal, getting what he wants. And the world is virtually not doing anything about it. I mean, giving them bullets and weapons is kind of like giving your neighbor uh, a rice cake when they're starving to death. It's like, oh, this is nice, but you know, doesn't necessarily it helps, but just a little bit. Yeah, but I don't know. know. Look at look at the uh, the history. I mean, look at we did that with Vietnam. We we aided that government. We aided its military, the uh, South Vietnam. We and then we eventually got more and more and more directly involved to where we had uh, you know hundreds of thousands well, then, of troops in the country, and we lost uh, almost sixty thousand uh, you know combat uh, fatalities in that conflict, and. We still Technology's up, come a long ways since yeah, then. Well, I think yeah, things are more but, precise. And drones, too. You could do a lot of drone stuff without even putting any service people in harm's way. Yeah, but it's so can crazy that I we allowed. I, I don't know. I, 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 but I, I the don't, answer, I don't think, is just let Ukraine get blown up. I mean, yeah, that's just not the answer. Not a, it's but, not a good I option. I, I agree with you there. And one other thing, as far as Will Smith, if a slap on the cheek is violence, then uh, Chris Rock should be in trouble for inciting violence. Just like Trump's in trouble for inciting violence for January 6th, and the people who do the crap talking, they should have a little consequence as well. It's just a, it's a lot of it's a matter of perspective. I mean, if there was no money involved and no cameras, if they were at a restaurant, nothing would have ever been made of nothing because it wasn't a prestigious thing with lots of money on the line. You know, this awards thing, they continued through the whole thing with like it didn't miss a beat, like nobody cared. And then all of a sudden, afterwards, all of a sudden, it was a big deal. Yeah, but I. I... I, I think it's it's crossing a line when you attack a, a comedian on stage, and that's what comedians that's their job is to make edge you know is to is to make jokes or make comment about. Yeah, you could be right on that. It's his job, but he, 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 I mean, know, that's what just... they do. And and to and he's a he's performing. I mean, if somebody doesn't like what Will Smith is doing in a movie, do they, should they walk on the set and slap him? I'm I, sure that's. Happened. I'm sure that's happened many times to many people in that industry in many places. People do get slapped, and you don't, like, say you're getting attacked when somebody slaps you after you said something nasty about their spouse. So, you uh-huh. know, it's kind okay. of just nature, I guess. All right, Rich. Good, good, good day, talking Joe. to you. You too. Let's go to Robert quick before we take a break. Hi, Robert. Hello. Um, I've got uh, some ideas about the controversy in, in the Bellingham schools, and I don't want to speculate on who, whether anybody's guilty or not about whether they should have called the police or not. But I, I kind of think that, you know, I'm very friendly to police myself for the most part, kind of like Michelle. I think most do a good job here in Bellingham and so forth. But at the same time, I understand why you don't always want to get the police involved in something. And I have friends that are into restorative justice, and there are alternatives. So I think a lot of these things aren't necessarily right or wrong. They're like a trade-off. You know, you either, you know, you kind of be careful what you ask for because you might get it. Because if you're critical of the police, then maybe the police are less involved in their other, and that's defined as a crime. All of those things are murky to figure out. So I, I, I got think about it, and when I was in school, they used to have something called reform schools, that when people were somewhat dangerous in the regular student population, they'd send them off to a residential school that was much stricter, and then they would do the learning process there. And that gets kind of a bad reputation, too, because it's like a form of temporary incarceration. Mm -hmm. But I looked up uh, to see if there's a modern equivalent of that, and there is something called uh, therapeutic residential schools. It's kind of the same idea, but it's it's more like a stricter school that people can be sent to. Uh, I think it's the whole dilemma. There's a you know there's the issue as to what what's happened, which when you know isn't known. We you know, but there's also the bigger issue, and that is I, I'm kind of a liberal myself, and when we live in a liberal society, what how do you deal with people who? who are pushing the boundaries. 
Mm-hmm. You know, do you use restorative justice? Do you have a special program that's 24-hour supervision and it's stricter? And do you call the police or don't you? Or are there alternatives to that? And I think that those are trade-offs and there's okay. some issues there. Yeah, yeah. I and um, yeah, I perform school. Um, I, I suppose that the, I suspect, though, that the the modern version of them are more like a, where the where the family has to consent to the child being sent there. I don't know how that all works, but um, yeah, all right. And and reformative justice, I understand the 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 desire there for you know less incarceration. Uh, more rehabilitation, more focus on rehabilitation, but uh, it's uh, a lot of that. It's easier said than done, that's for sure. But thanks, Robert. I appreciate your call. I got to take a quick break. We get uh, uh, well. We got uh, Ken on the line. He's got some uh, uh, ideas about the Ukraine war uh, uh, with the perspective of being a combat veteran. We'll be back in two minutes here on KGMI Connects. Are you looking for health insurance? Is 2023 the year you finally retire? Maybe you were unable to make a change to your plan during the annual enrollment period. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. Special enrollment periods may allow you to still make a change to your insurance plan for 2023. Whether you have questions about Medicare or individual health plans, the friendly agents at Vibrant USA can help. Give us a call, 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. If you've been hurt on the job, your brain is swimming with questions and worries. And if you're on meds, especially if it's an opioid, making important life decisions, wow, that's real life scary. I've been a doctor for 24 years, and I've helped patients who broke away from opioids get back to an active, healthy life without prescription drugs. Our chiropractors at Natural Way do what all doctors strive to do, put our patients' bodies in the best possible position for recovery. Recent studies prove spine-related injured workers who begin their recovery process with chiropractic heal faster with longer-lasting results and at natural way, even cheaper. You deserve the very best treatment and you have the legal right to choose your doctor. Give us a call. You'll get a free consultation. If we can help, we'll show you how. If not, we'll refer you to someone that can. Natural Way Chiropractic. Give us a call. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. Don't worry about your furnace on the coldest days of the year. Talk with West Mechanical, your independent train dealer, about replacing your old inefficient furnace with a train comfort system. Today, find them at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Tuesday afternoon, and we go to Ken in Linden. Hi, Ken. Hey, how's it going? Very good, very good. Yeah, I I was just calling to talk about the tank situation. Uh We're sending 31 tanks. Uh, That's pretty much battalion. Okay. Um, and you're a combat have, veteran, huh? Correct. Okay. And I was with 1st Tank Battalion, Marine Corps Division, Camp Pendleton, and over in uh, Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Okay. And uh, at, at that time, we were still using M60 tanks, which were from Vietnam. Uh-huh. And uh, and then I guess now I I wasn't a tanker I was infantry anti tank I was a, a tow gunner and so I don't know that much about the tankers but uh, I don't know if sending thirty one tanks over there is going to do much of a difference. It doesn't seem like a very big number. No, but I, I guess Germany is sending some tanks over as well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some tanks some tanks that that we have sold them. Uh the Abrams, which I guess we have now and 
first. I, I mean, it's 30-something years ago that I was in. Uh-huh. So I guess now we have uh, Abrams, and they're a good tank. They're they're a good tank. Uh, but I, I don't know how much of a difference that's really going to make, especially against Russia. Russia's got, they've got tons of tanks. Uh-huh. They've got tons of, or they've got quite a few tank battalions, and I don't know if Ukraine even has huge tank battalions, but I don't know. Maybe you know more about that than I do. I don't, actually, but from your perspective, at least what you know about tank battalion or tank operations, um it's, they probably yeah. take quite a bit of training, do they not? Um, it's not no. something that somebody can just hop in and operate. Actually, I did once, but uh, that's a different story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a fun that, one. Yeah. <laughs> sitting around it, it having pretty, beers. Ken, tell us about your time in the tank. but <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that was pretty fun. I got to drive a tank. Uh-huh. But, uh, no, it it was uh uh i i just don't think that 31 tanks or even if i don't know how many germany is sending over yeah i i'd have to look cuz it was i don't uh-huh. think they're sending that many no no they're yeah. not sending 31 they're not sending 31 tanks but uh hopefully i mean i would love ukraine to come out of this but I, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it that, that that's a tough one. Uh huh. That's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. So I just thought I'd all right. Call in, give you a little perspective De- on that. Definitely. Well, appreciate it, Ken. Good to hear from you. All right. Thanks. All Thank right. Thank you, Joe. Take care. Uh, let's go to uh, Jim over on San Juan Island. Hi, Jim. How are you doing? Good, Joe. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, those Abrams, they can do 60-plus miles an hour. That is just incredible, but they're not supposed to get them for about a year, and it might all be over by then, so we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, so this uh, Minneapolis incident with the uh, five black cops who, who beat up this poor, unfortunate young man, uh-huh. you know, uh, something I'm not really proud of is uh, I grew up in a violent family, uh, youngest, my mom left when I was 13, and it got really violent after that with my brother, my older brother, and my my drunken cousin who would come over, my drunken dad, and and let's just say I I learned how to handle myself after a little while because I was forced into a violent situation. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking young men who uh, young men who were growing up in the inner city, uh, you know, I'm I'm I was a white kid, of course, but um, it's we're all the same under the skin. And uh, I think the propensity for growing up in a violent situation and not wanting to utilize those skills and those energies, because it's kind of a drug. You know, I went around uh, as an adult for a while kind of looking for trouble, uh, and you kind of feel like you got you got something you need, you're like a dog you need to take out and for a walk, you know. So I would worry about a lot of young black men wanting to become cops if they don't deal with that. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, it's just something that you know, because because you, it is it is a powerful thing. Let me tell you, it's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. If you've had and in that culture and their music, a lot of it's violent. And if they've had to defend themselves and or they're involved in gangs and stuff like that, I mean, it it really is like a like a drug you want to have. And you know, it's taken me almost a lifetime to uh, to uh, you know, I ne- I never abused anybody, but I sure did go looking for it. Really? for a time so uh-huh. yeah so we better not uh we better not uh try and hire cops just because they're black we better do some background checks and give them a psych evaluation and make sure they're not anything like i was <laughs> all right and well and i think that go would go for anybody regardless of their race is um the good psych evaluation up front and to understand whether or not this person has the uh has the, just the bearing and the, the, the 
self-control really that it takes to be a a law officer. We had a there was an incident uh, or a, a, a well a a guy that uh, went through the police academy and the Seattle Times did a piece on this officer. Uh, he was uh, went to the police academy, didn't get a good rating, um, ended up being hired by the Whatcom County Sheriff's Department, but not long after that. The sheriff here decided that he didn't show the uh, uh, just the proper proper uh, what's the word I'm trying to say temperament to uh, to be a law officer um, and let him go yeah. and then he was hired uh, down in the down in King County and I and and has been involved in uh, a situation down there and now now the details of all this are fuzzy in my mind because so I I don't want to go too far into it. I have to look it up, but uh, we did a story about right. it a while back, but uh, yeah, the, so let go by our local uh, sheriff's office, but then was hired right. on in a def- another uh, department and uh, it's been involved now in a situation with a citizen. So um, right. I, don't, I don't want anybody clutching their pearls over this. I, you know, there's nothing racist about what I'm saying. I'm saying it's about conditioning and you could, you know, you could, if you grew up, if you're black and you grew up in the inner city in that culture, You've probably had to brawl, yeah. and uh, you know it's it's something. Trust me, it's intoxicating wanting to use it when you when you can handle yourself. It's 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 something. You know, if you're a professional, you know, you just wait for your next uh, bout in the ring or or whatever. You know, but yeah, you know, if if you want to use those, you know, if you want to have that kind of drug, so to speak, uh, you got to be an opportunist. You know, and it just it might come out at the wrong time. Like, of course, it did for. For that that poor young man, oh, I feel who so terrible about that. Yeah, who didn't seem to have done anything wrong. Uh, no, uh, just uh, um, yeah. All right, thanks, Jim. Appreciate your thoughts. Thank you, Jim. Right. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. We want to hear from you. Three six zero six seven six five four six four. Whatever's on your mind here on this Tuesday. Boy, have I got a deal for you. How many times have we heard this from typical salespeople? Or you're absolutely worn out from negotiations or having snake oil pitched to you in the finance department. I would like to personally invite you to Hinton Chevrolet where you won't take a bath during or need one after your vehicle purchase. I'll even personally sign your paperwork with you. Hinton Chevrolet Buick, doing business with a tradition of trust since 1947. Located on the guide in Linden, across from McDonald's or online at HintonMotors.com. This is Steve Berger, Lead Counselor and Director of Contact Counseling Recovery Services. Despite being a fourth-generation Whatcom County resident from a solid, established family, when I was struggling with alcohol and drug addiction, my family didn't know where to turn to help. By the grace of God and a recovery program, I was able to get sober and have devoted the last 34 years of my life helping others find recovery from addiction. If you or a family member is struggling with substance abuse, please contact us at 360-671-3277 or contactcounseling.com. Are you looking for health insurance? Is 2023 the year you finally retire? Maybe you are unable to make a change to your plan during the annual enrollment period. Hi, this is Marcia Neal at Vibrant USA. Special enrollment periods may allow you to still make a change to your insurance plan for 2023. Whether you have questions about Medicare or individual health plans, the friendly agents at Vibrant USA can help. Give us a call, 866-733-5111 and put us to work for you. Hi, it's Steve Mann. Have you heard the commercials for the Mark Patrick Stop Smoking seminars? And they said only $49.99 and it could work for you. So I thought, that's not even a week's worth of smoking. So I went. And guess what? It did work for me. You know, my friends and family are still amazed. I quit smoking. I didn't have cravings, anxiety, or weight gain. Listen, I don't know how it works, but I know it works because I'm living proof and it's 100% guaranteed. So what do you got to lose? I'll tell you what you got to lose. A very bad habit. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and stop smoking without cravings, irritability, or weight gain for only $49.99 guaranteed. Don't just cut down, but stop smoking once and for all or your money back. Seminar, 2 p.m. on Sunday, February 19th at the La Quinta Inn and Suites by Wyndham Bellingham in Bellingham or 8 p.m. on Monday, February 20th at the Days Inn by Wyndham Mount Vernon in Mount Vernon. Registration 30 minutes before seminar. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. That's markpatrickseminars.com. In the shop. And I saw a little headline that says, uh, how much does it cost to replace the Ford F-150 Lightning's battery? I thought, that ought to be interesting. 
Kirk from Angler, Brian from Dr. John's, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. Cost around, are you ready for this? 30000 bucks. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us. We have time to take your call, and we go now to Keith in Linden. Hi, Keith. Oh, sorry. I need to push the button and get you on the air. Now now you're on the air. Go ahead. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. So um, my my one piece today is, um, you know, police officers and police training, or I should say the lack of training as they possess. Um, it's not a new recruit's fault, but um, a barber, a barber looking to enter the trade goes through more schooling and more training than what a new police officer does. The, I mean, that alone, there's, some, there's something just terribly wrong with that right there. Um, next time you come across a cop, a police officer, a sheriff, whoever, a Leo, ask him. Ask him what the five elements of the First, um, first Amendment are. And I, I mean, I, I haven't met a single officer who can tell me those uh, officers go through training and they're taught, you know, tactics, shooting, range time, pain, pain compliance techniques. Uh, they're not taught the Constitution, which actually is what their oath is. They take an oath to uphold the Constitution. How can they uphold the Constitution when they don't know it themselves? Again, fundamentally wrong. I mean, these are just the basic foundation, the basic building blocks. If you train a whole bunch of, you know, Dogs, basically, is what they are. Marines, devil dogs, you train them to go out there and look for fights. I mean, no de-escalation tactics, none of it. And I will say, I mean, here in the Northwest, we're pretty darn lucky. But, I mean, you can hop on YouTube and watch any number of videos across the country where you see just tyrannical behavior left and right. Um, It's kind of new that um, police officers, it's new and it's kind of funny, but uh, police officers, they just want your ID. They want your ID to check you for warrants run you through the David system, NCIS, and that's all it is. Getting ID from people these days is like their drug. It's their crack. They have to, they got to feed that addiction, got to get that ID and run you through the system. That, I mean, again, all these things are wrong. Well, I don't know about, I, I, I suspect there's de-escalation training. I mean, I think we've seen it on our, the streets of our community here um, that uh, police have been confronted and, or uh, by the suspects or people in, in uh, all sorts of uh, states of agitation and with weapons, and uh, we haven't had uh, a violent. There was there was one shooting, a police involved shooting that I can recall downtown. Oh, that was what five six years ago. A knife wielding suspect who was lunging at people. Um, there was another up by the border, and that was even longer ago, I think. Uh, but again, a person with a with a weapon. And so I, I don't know that uh, we're not seeing these kinds of uh, things happen in our community. And uh, there are those that, yeah, and there are, I think, I wonder if part of it is uh, the size of the department. If sometimes some of these officers who aren't well equipped or aren't well trained, uh, you know, they, they, they fall through the cracks. They're not supervised properly and they, um, they, they're out there day in and day out and, and just it's just a matter of time before something like this happens. I that's just speculation on my part, but I would think Brian, that the, right, right, right there with you. I mean, and again, we're super lucky up here. But as soon as you get down to Seattle, Federal Way, Tacoma, I mean, even Everett, I mean, I could I could drop a hundred stories right now. Police officer shoots death man wielding knife. Uh, officer runs over a pedestrian in the road the other day. I mean. They need to change their training and get rid of qualified immunity. I said that yesterday, and I, I'm not. I mean, that's something that needs to happen. Just plain and simple. But that, that's my piece, Joe. I, I appreciate right. the time. Okay, Keith. Thanks for your call. And I think, um, well, maybe because we had the the caller who was talking about uh, financial responsibility. Maybe that was Keith I, uh, yesterday, but I don't recall who that was. But uh, talking about, uh, you know, if someone brings a lawsuit against a police department or a police officer uh, who pays. I suspect in many cases it's a it's an insurance policy that's taken out to cover instances like that, or else it's the taxpayers that pay. Um, but I think more, you know, if there if there is the if there's a criminal penalty that uh, 
is um, the, the potential for that anyway. If the facts support a criminal charge and a criminal conviction, um, I think police officers shouldn't be any different than uh, than any other citizen, and I think most police officers would probably agree with that. But um, we'll take a quick break, be back with more. We want to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind, we'll have a few minutes here on KGMI Connects. 360-676-5464. When you make Spring Creek by Bonaventure your home, you're not only getting the retirement of your dreams, the simplified lifestyle you deserve, and a spacious suite, you become part of our community. At Spring Creek by Bonaventure, new neighbors become best friends. Book a tour at retirementperfected.com or call us at 360-746-2432 and discover what it means to live life on your terms. Come in today and learn how we can save you thousands. Once again, that's retirementperfected.com. That storm was intense. I can't believe it took down all those trees. Yeah, especially the one that came through our roof. The whole thing needs to be replaced. Who did your brother use last year? Wasn't it like Justin's? Justin's. He's still bragging about how fast, affordable, and professional they were. And I got to admit, Justin's roofing really improved the whole look of his house. Well, the longer we wait to get someone out here, the worse the damage inside the house is going to get. You mean you're not calling your buddies to help you replace it yourself? Heck no. A job like this needs professionals. We need a roof that'll hold up to Northwest weather and comes with a warranty. Agreed. Searching Jostin's Roofing. I think it's Justin's. Look, Jostin'sRoofing.com says they give free quotes, are licensed, bonded, insured, and are a family-owned and operated business with over 20 years serving Northwest Washington. I still say it's Justin's Roofing. It's Jostin's, spelled with two O's. Just call 815-ROOF. Staying connected with your community each Saturday at noon with KGMI's Community Connection as local business leaders share their expert advice. Sponsored by Vibrant USA, Pacific Security, Lighthouse Mission Ministries, Feller Heating and Air Conditioning, and Columbia Fire. Community Connection, Saturdays at noon on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. But have you with us here on this Tuesday afternoon, and uh, we've got some time. Take your call, and we go now to Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Hey, Joe. I wanted to, I gathered, oddly enough, a little bit of information just yesterday uh, listening to NPR concerning police liability. Okay. Most municipal police departments have in their own insurance policies that cover cases against them. Now, a twist on that is the situation in Memphis. Memphis, they stated, was one of the rare cities where they don't have uh, their own internal insurance policy so the suits that the families are going to file against the five or seven now or the department, the city is going to have to cough up the bill. Mm, wow. But I guess from what they said, they, you know, they, they made it clear most departments generally have insurance policies for the police department itself. Uh-huh. That that would so, make sense to me because I mean a, a city's budget, let alone a police department's budget, could be could be decimated by a lawsuit uh, that would be brought in a case like this. You'd got to think. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. It's, especially as I think the previous call was saying, uh, King County and and a lot of areas, it's it's not as low key as here. We have stuff happening here. Uh, but not like lot, not in the number and the volume that they do in Seattle and yeah. uh, surrounding communities, and uh, <laughs> let alone you know down in the Bay Area and in LA. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, and we do think for the most part we seem to have a pretty well-behaved police department up here as well. I would say, and you know, I've written stories about uh, confrontations uh, that police have had or encounters they've had with, um, with citizens who have been in pretty, pretty 
messed up states and they haven't uh, overreacted, it seems to me, and have um, have taken care in how they've uh, approached the person and dealt with them and their situation. So I, I do feel like we have a pretty good, uh, and maybe it is, I, I don't know, I still think the size of the department might have something to do with that and be able to have that more personal interaction between uh, all the, the layers of uh, command and stuff. Uh, it, it, it just makes sense to me that there would be uh, just a, a better handle on who's uh, who's doing what and who's how, how people are performing their jobs. Right. And as opposed to the, the sloganeering that gets thrown out there a lot these days is reducing funding to police, I think a lot of it needs to maybe be reapportioned, but I consider myself a progressive, but there, there's some progressives think, as, uh, as I do, that the police departments, if anything, should get more funding mm-hmm. so they can pull in a higher grade of recruits and have more sophisticated uh, training in de-escalation yeah. tactics. Well, I think that makes sense because uh, – and. Uh, progressives that I consider myself to be one. I mean, we're talking about that same, very same thing with teachers. Let's pay teachers more so we get better at better qualified, uh, a better quality teachers in their schools. And uh, I think that goes for, would go for law enforcement as well. All right, Bruce. And that goes for a lot of occupations. I'll call in another time and talk about the uh, the state of uh, many branches of our medical system. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Look forward to it. Thanks, Bruce. Sure. All right. Take take care. And let's go up to Victoria. Gary joins us. Hi, Gary. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Doing well. What's on your mind? I just, well, we're short of time, so I just have a couple of quick hitters for you. Sure. Okay. Uh, President that in that Increased the debt ceiling the most times during his uh, presidency. All right. Is this a quiz of sorts? Um, yeah. Uh, I'll guess uh, George W. Bush. No, Reagan. Okay. 18, 18 times. Wow. Okay. In, in, in eight years. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And I don't remember it being a thing until 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 Obama was in the office. But uh, anyway, go ahead. Well, of course, that's because <laughs> that nobody made it a thing until Obama got in the office. In fact, uh, Bush did it eight times, and Obama did it five during his time. Okay. And twenty-five uh, percent of your thirty-one trillion dollar debt was run up. By whom? Twenty-five percent of it. Um, well, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say that it happened during the Trump administration. That's a pretty good guess, Joe. All right, and and I, I mean, and there are different reasons for that. Uh, you know, among them, you could the you know he was in office for that first chunk of the uh, pandemic and there was a lot of extra spending then most of it was accrued well before the pandemic all right gary i hate i mean i i hate to be a downer for your listeners but it's they too can know the truth all they got to do is google it just google presidents with the biggest deficits and it'll explain it all to them all right, Gary. Well, thanks for your call. We're just about out of time, so uh, we'll continue yeah, our uh, yeah. Call back anytime with get more questions, and we'll we'll keep it rolling here. And thanks to everybody who took part today. As always, a really interesting discussion. And we'll have another one tomorrow, four o'clock here on KGMI Connects. This is News Talk ninety six five and AM seven ninety KGMI Bellingham. KISM HD2 Bellingham from the West Mechanical Studio. USA 